0: It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show where we do our best to connect the dots between who we are as physical, emotional, spiritual, and intellectual beings. And I have as a returning guest with me this morning, Paul Levin, but before we get started, I want to mention to you to please check out my website, www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com And of course we are on the major platforms podcast-wise with Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So uh, there's probably over 250 shows now and I'm going to say that there's at least 100 of those shows that are on uh, the podcast uh, platforms. One of the things that I think is incredibly important for everyone is you know, here we are two and a half years almost into the pandemic, and we're still talking about COVID and the different variants and how it's affecting people, um, those who receive the vaccines and those who actually came down with COVID. And the two critical features, as I still continue to see them, are knowing your D3, that's D is in dog, three, and knowing your C-reactive protein. And that number, those are simple blood tests. Get your physician when you go for your physical or just call your physician and say, hey, I wanna know my numbers. And you can Mm -hmm. go to any clinic and have blood drawn and they can tell you what they are. But you want your D3 to be above 70. I just had my physical, mine is at 100. And so I know that I'm very capable of fighting off viruses or anything else. Um, your C-reactive protein test—you want that number to be below one. And again, I can tell you that mine turned out this year to be a 0.1. In the past, it was 0.3 for the past two years, so now it's even down further. I don't have any inflammation running around inside my body. So when you encounter a virus or you know something that's coming down the road that may surprise you, it could be you know a tick, you know with Lyme's disease. Who knows? But if your body is in good physical condition when you encounter whatever that is, you'll be able to fight it off. And that's the problem is most people don't know what condition they're in, and then they come up with something, and it wrecks havoc on their life. So please, you know, check that out. There is a link on the website to Boomers Forever Young. It's a company in St. Petersburg, Florida, and they are one of the sponsors of this show. Um, if you click on that link you can actually get a free newsletter uh, from them uh, as a uh, email on a monthly basis and it tells you about your health and wellness in general but um, they have a wonderful interactive website read the testimonies there Uh, check out the barley Um, that is one of the things that uh, does restore muscle it restores stamina it removes toxins from the body and it takes out inflammation and I have used these products for five years now, and I know that that is a big, big part of why I stay healthy. Um, I talk to other people about it, and because I want them to be healthy and to live you know, a long life too. So uh, check those out. When you do go into their website, If you're ordering anything, if you um, are clicking out at the checkout, there's a discount button. And if you put my name, L-U-C-Y, in that, you will get $5 off of each and every order. And $5 right now is about a gallon of gas for a lot of people. So, uh, you know, hey, everything helps uh, in today's economy. All right, so I have Paul returning with me. And um, he is an emotional breakthrough mentor. He's an author and speaker And he specializes in resolving long-term emotional trauma Uh, and my goodness my I think everyone has had trauma in their life uh, at some point and some of it we keep buried so it definitely is long term Um, he's also a certified hypnotist and a certified NLP practitioner so we're going to be talking about how to have a perfect Relationship and is there actually a perfect relationship out there?
2: Oh, absolutely! All relationships can be perfect.
1: Okay, <laughs> so how do we go about doing that? Because as a, um, I'm also a therapist along with doing, you know, the podcast, and um, I can't even begin to tell you over 35 years how many people have come in and they've said to me, "I love my wife. I love my husband. My kids are great. I love my job." why aren't i happy and a lot of it does stem back to this relationship issues so i have my ideas but what are your ideas about having a perfect relationship well first
2: let's let's talk a a couple of minutes about what is a perfect relationship Mm -hmm. and if you're in a relationship with someone and that relationship is causing you pain Mm emotional pain, or, you know, or physical pain for that matter,
1: uh-huh.
2: uh, then I would say it's not a perfect relationship. Because it's doing damage. Because it's doing damage. It's it's, it's not serving you. Right. Re- the purpose of relationships are to serve us. In what way? In what way?
1: Uh-huh.
2: Well, it depends on the type of relationship, the degree of relationship, because uh-huh. we can go from... The person you don't know, you have a relationship with everyone on the planet right uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. right? So there are people you do not know that you have a relationship with. right? right? right. It's a very distant relationship. Uh, to the acquaintance, to uh, the, the casual people you interact with, to your friends, to lovers, to family. right? Mm-hmm. These are all various degrees of relationships. Of relationships, right. And mm-hmm. the degree to which those people serve you or benefit you Uh, it depends on which relationship we're talking about.
1: You know, when you use the word benefit, I mean, I know that some listeners are going to say, that sounds like using. Um, Because, um, I mean, we've all heard the term friends with benefits. And we know (laughs) what that means. Yes. And so, you know, there's a bunch of people out there that do have those kind of relationships where, you know, they're good buddies and occasionally they hook up and they become more personal, but it doesn't happen on maybe a frequent basis, but that's the friends with benefit basis. So Well let's let's <laughs> let's use that. Okay. okay. Let's okay. use
2: that. Because in a friends with benefits relationship,
1: mm-hmm.
2: both parties are getting what they want. Which is well, in that case, both parties want sex. Okay. Well, so want, the, want the, 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 the closeness, maybe. Maybe they want the closeness. One thing I can tell you that relationship would only begin if both parties are getting something that they both want.
1: Okay, so in some cases, you know, the friendship is the paramount, you know, and so I have a lot of guy friends that I would never go to bed with. Okay. Um, you know, they might be interested in that, but I'm not. Right. And so that's where I draw the line. But I would never want to give up their friendship because it meets an emotional or, you know, some other connection, an intellectual connection. Uh, Maybe it's a, um, you know, maybe we're golfing buddies. Um, You know, so we like to go do that. So in that, mm -hmm.
2: are they benefiting you?
1: Companionship.
2: Whatever it is, Mm -hmm. they're providing that benefit to you.
1: Right. that is
2: the reason they're in your life
1: right well it's probably the reason we're in each other's lives because yes they they enjoy spending time with me whether it's on the golf course or over the dinner table and I enjoy spending time with them so I'm guessing that they're like you're saying there's mutual kinds of benefits but um, and different and different right with the
2: benefit to you that, that he's providing is totally different than the benefit to him that you're providing. In what way? Whatever whatever the needs are of the individual. So maybe you want companionship, maybe he wants someone to clean the house. Okay? You know, whatever the benefits are, and you love cleaning house, right? So So you have no problem doing that, at least initially, right? and and that's benefiting him and and you're getting the companionship that you want and so a relationship forms if we if we do not provide benefit to each other no relate no no the relationship will not grow deeper it'll go back to acquaintance or to i don't know that person
1: right right but i can also see again from just people that might be listening you don't want to ever feel i don't think anyways like you're being taken advantage of benefit so, to one does not mean taking advantage of anyone else well you have to make that decision because there are a lot of relationships mm-hmm. where that's exactly what goes on two people you know decide that they're going to live together mm-hmm. so they've met they enjoy each other's company they you know enjoy um, a sex life together they enjoy, you know, maybe uh, traveling together, experiencing whatever they want, want to experience together. But there are a lot of times where it becomes lopsided. It's not equal. And ah, I so think, hang on. Yeah.
2: So hang on. So that's a shift. That's a change in the relationship.
1: Well, sometimes you don't even know that it's going to go there until you're actually with each other for a longer period of time.
2: And you use the word go there, mm-hmm. implying it changed.
1: It, it did change. Right?
2: It was a change in the relationship. The, rele- the reason relationships form is because we provide more benefit to the other, per- to the other person than they're getting elsewhere. Hmm. And so they, form their- they want to be with me. Mm-hmm. And I want to be with them because they're providing benefit to me.
1: I just don't like the word benefit. Yeah, I know benefit. you don't like that. Yeah. it. And, and it it'd be even feels... worse
2: if I use serve, right? Oh, because they're serving me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't not, like that. At all. Like, <laughs> wouldn't like that at all. But the truth is, everything, so we're talking at a much bigger scope than we began with relationships here, yeah, okay? Right. The truth is, as human beings, everything we do in life, we do to serve ourselves.
1: But that makes it sound so selfish.
2: No, it's not. Or, or it is, whatever. I couldn't care less. Because, because, and I'll tell you what, if it sounds selfish, that's fine. Because it needs to be selfish at times. Right? We need to put ourselves first. In fact, we should always put ourselves first. Right? But that's a whole nother radio show.
1: <laughs> that is a whole nother radio show. Uh, you know, I mean, I do believe uh, in self-care. I think you have to figure out when you're no longer feeling as though your needs are being cared for equally, then you can run into resentment, you can run into anger, you can run into disappointment. Okay, so back
2: to relationships. Mm -hmm. All right, so when the relationship shifts Mm -hmm. and we look at the other person and we say, you know, you're really not benefiting me anymore. The things I liked before, you're not doing anymore.
1: Or I don't like them anymore. hmm
2: And the things you are doing, I don't like.
1: Or you find them annoying.
2: Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're, they're not benefiting me. They're not serving me. They're not mm-hmm. helping me. They're not making me happy. They're not... Uh, uh, okay, and that's... Happy is the key, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Because one one direction I was going to go to a moment ago, and I'm going to go there now, is because we're talking about benefiting and serving ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. To me, right, the highest priority in my life is my happiness. Okay. Nothing trumps that.
1: Okay. And I and I'm going to interject something here that you've heard me say before. Um, One of my very very early individuals that was on my show, she communicates with angels. Okay. And she has written a couple books, and one of the things she said was that. The angels tell her that our purpose in life is to be happy and joy-filled so that we can give that to others. Amen. So if we're not not happy and we're not joy-filled, then we can't give that same energy out.
2: What's popping in my head really loud is when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Okay, so mama needs to focus on herself Mm. so
1: that mama could be happy. Maybe papa
2: too. Papa too. That's right, everybody. Mm-hmm. As the individual in life, mm-hmm. our focus is our happiness. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like back to relationships, what is the purpose of other people? The purpose of other people is to support our happiness. Now, by the way, one of the things that is necessary for our happiness is to give to others, to give of ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. Right to give benefit to serve others.
1: I was going to say it ser- serving others certainly to provide something of value, and in some cases, you know, it might be you know helping them. I mean, I feel like uh, as a therapist that a lot of what I do is helping others find their way. Exactly. Um, now it, it makes so. Me by the happy way, to it, do that,
2: you need clients mm. who have problems for you to be fulfilled and happy. I guess that's true. And that's the definition of that relationship that you have with Mm -hmm. those people.
1: Mm -hmm. Right? In a a relationship between, let's say, um, lovers. I'm going to go to lovers. Go. You know, so a lot of times it's the physicality that draws people together initially. Okay, maybe. And, um, well, especially if you're in your 20s and 30s, I think you know there's a chemistry okay and so yeah. you find yourself fantasizing about what would it be like to be in bed with that person right all right um, as you get older it may be the intellectual stimulation you know the um, there's a long
2: list of, of needs yeah and okay. so you we find, all have a long list right
1: so you find those needs uh, if you will, that long list. Or once. Or, um, but, or once. But you find individuals that provide that answer for a while. Now, even like in therapy, I reach a point with my clients where after 12, 16 sessions, they have what they need to move forward. They may contact me at a later time. And they're ready to move on. And they're ready
2: they to move on. They don't need you anymore. Exactly. So by the way, and this is this is a great segue to a really key point, relationships are not forever no okay friendships are not forever lovers are not forever okay despite what the catholic church says about marriage all right it's not forever it doesn't work that way when we grow differently and change the things we need and the things we want to give change and the person
1: we're with we may
2: no longer be serving, or they may no longer be serving us. All right,
1: us. so I'm going to jump in here again because I'm disagreeing with part of what you're saying, <laughs> okay. um, and, and because I do this kind of work with people. So, uh-huh. so you're coming from one avenue, and I'm going to be coming from a slightly different one. Go for we're it. Go, we're going to intersect here in the middle. Go for it. All right, so I believe personally that if you have the emotional, the physical, the intellectual, and the spiritual legs in your relationship and you understand equality that you are then able to grow with that other person that you're choosing to be with indefinitely it doesn't necessarily ever have to end unless you make the decision that you know they're no longer fulfilling my needs precisely but it doesn't mean <clears throat> that it has to be that way because I totally agree yeah totally. because i i've seen couples in their 80s and 90s that still desperately love each other, right? But they've grown together over the years. You know, they I agree, they and, sh- and that took effort to it, grow together. And that's the key to me, yeah. Because if you're in an equal relationship and it's a mature relationship, it's not wow wah, wah wah. I want what I want. Um, but it's a mature relationship between two adults mm-hmm. um, that they can give and take. There can be mm-hmm. compromise and collaboration. There can be you a can, sense of equality. You
2: can continue to serve each other and benefit
1: each other for your, the rest of your life. Right,
2: right. Or you may not.
1: Or you may not. But <laughs> but I think the may not is because they've not grown you know, together. together. Right. They've and put the and they've not, together. you know, maybe matured in the same way together. I mean, I've seen women who are in their fifties and sixties that still want to be the princess and taken care of, and I've seen men that are still totally. No. And that and she can be that way, it, if she can find the guy. Yes. Who wants to serve a princess? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Do you want to serve a princess?
2: No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will. She will become a princess when I serve her. But, yeah. But she doesn't, I don't want her coming from the place of being princess. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But there are guys who want to do that.
1: Well, sure. And, and there. I mean, again, you know, in counseling, I've had men who like to have, we call it arm candy. But they want that pretty little girl that's 30 years younger, you know, so that they can be viewed as, wow, look who he's with. Um, and and vice versa. She may be saying, look who I'm with. He's exactly. very successful. So they're meeting one another's needs at that point.
2: Precisely. Um, Hence, a relationship develops.
1: Right, and the relationship in all likelihood will never last more than a few years. Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to get tired or get older. And you've also heard the term, you know, as, as a man gets older, he's looking for a nurse or a purse. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So,
2: well, that's... <laughs> okay, so, I think we've come to an acceptance of the terminology serving and benefit. hmm Yes? Mm-hmm, okay, right. good. So, we can move on from there. Right. All right, good. So, let's see. We have all these different types of relationships, and we've already discussed at, at ad nauseum the, the benefits or, or degree of serving grows with the deeper the relationship. Yes? Right, right. All right. And we also touched on the fact that relationships are not permanent. All right?
1: Unless you want them to be. Unless you want them to be. They
2: don't have to be permanent. All right? right? Some of the worst pain I see in life mm-hmm. is people hanging on to relationships that died years ago.
1: Well, that's true. But if they were to let go of it, there is, again, from a... Th- counseling point of view. Mm-hmm. Um there's this huge void, there's a huge fear. What will my kids think? Sure. Um you know, what will my friends think? There's t- yeah. And so people hang on because they don't want to lose their friends. They don't want the kids to be upset. Financial concerns, maybe one of them has developed some Oh, but needs. you know what? All of that violates the
2: first pri- the, the the prime directive. What's my top priority? My happiness.
1: But if my happiness means I'm going to be a female living in poverty, that doesn't work either. So that goes
2: into much deeper other things about having the assumption that if I, if I were to walk out on him or leave him because he sucks and, and he's driving me crazy and, mm-hmm. and and it's been a couple of years now and he's I've talked to him four or five times, I've gotten counseling several times, we're not getting anywhere but the family would hate me if I left and I choose to stay in, in agony and, and
1: distraught for the rest of my life? No! Get the heck out! <laughs> uh, well, that's your your position, but I'm telling you from a counseling point of view that isn't the way it happens 50% of the time. They will stay, and what they'll end up doing is they will find alternative ways to meet their happiness. They'll become volunteers. They'll get okay. into sports. They'll do, you know, shopaholics. You can do that. Yeah, but they do, Paul. They do. And which is sad, because it becomes right. a different kind of addiction that's not meeting their needs. Precisely. But they're too, And they have a relationship that's not meeting their needs at the same time. Right, but they're too afraid. To take that step ah, forward, well, so fears. then we're into well, it's false evidence appearing real, right. right?
2: Let's so we you know let's not digress into fear yeah. right now. But, yeah, but I mean, but this fear is... we can eliminate fear. That's that's a whole other. We've had that conversation, I think, mm-hmm. of of how to get rid of fear.
1: Okay, right. So go back on some of the prior shows to hear that one, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> or or go to my website and, mm-hmm. and check out my stuff. But mm-hmm. we can eliminate fear. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's get back to relationships. Okay. Okay. So how to have, now that we've defined what perfect would be, Mm. okay, because a perfect relationship serves you. A perfect relationship benefit. Both Both both
1: people. Both people. I want you to say both people because otherwise it really does sound like it's self-serving. I know, but it doesn't,
2: but we we have to come from the individual. Well, I'm coming from the individual's perspective.
1: Mm -hmm. But a relationship is two people, not one.
2: It's, in order to keep that, Mm -hmm. you still come from the individual's perspective. Mm -hmm. Right? Because if an individual in a relationship has an issue, has a problem and they're not focused on how do I resolve that and get back to happy, it's going to lead to the death of the relationship.
1: Right. But if they're in a perfect relationship, then ideally they'll be able to communicate with each other and find that middle ground.
2: So let's let's get into now how to have the perfect rel how to have a perfect relationship. Okay. All right. All right. So I I introduced this concept By saying that you can have, any relationship can be perfect. When you live by the following sentence, speak your truth with compassion, with no expectation. I love
1: that. And
2: it's very easy to say that, Mm -hmm. much more difficult to live by it. Okay. Again,
1: because you may fear rejection or anything else. Because of
2: all the fears that mm-hmm. yes that come up, right? Mm-hmm. all the potential we'll get into that when we get to the last segment, all mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. The first segment, how are we doing on time? Do you need to? Okay fine. Uh, mm-hmm. All right so um, the first segment is speak your truth mm-hmm. How many times? is do you have a problem with someone and you bite your tongue or you say nothing or you don't tell them what's going on with you and it festers and it grows and it leads to the death of the relationship.
1: Well, oh, I think that happens most of the time. Yeah. If
2: at the very first problem, the very first issue, you said, you know, I really don't like it when you do that. Mm. It makes me feel this way. Or, or start with, I feel this way when you do that. Uh-huh. Right? Then you they may change their behavior. Or they may not. And we'll get to that distinction in a second here. But if they change their behavior, great, problem goes away. Right. And if they don't, you've learned something about them that's critical. Probably good you learned it now. Uh-huh. Okay. They're not willing to change for you.
1: Right.
2: That's an important thing to know. Okay? All right, so speak your truth, no matter what it is, any time, no matter what the situation, no matter what the caveats, no matter what the fears, you need to speak your truth. Now you want, to, compassion. Do now you want to do it in a way that's going to hopefully get what you want out of the situation.
1: Right, because you're not addressing it in an angry fashion that's going to create defensive postures.
2: Well, the typical way would be that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I have a question to the, to the audience, to the person, to every individual in the audience. Mm-hmm. Does that work? No.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? I mean, sometimes it might work temporarily, but on the long term, it really doesn't work. Right. If we can speak our truth in a way that always works, or that works a whole lot more of the time, well, wouldn't that be awesome? Sure. Right? Sure. And that way is with compassion.
1: Right. Right? So where do we get the compassion from? On you know, like, how do people learn to be compassionate?
2: I think we're born with compassion.
1: As a child, I think we do have it, but we kind of begin to forget it, it. by the time Yeah, by the time you get to school, sometimes compassion goes away. <laughs> it gets buried, right. yes. It gets driven out of us to, mm-hmm. to a
2: degree. Mm-hmm. It's still there,
1: really. It's just
2: buried inside of us. Mm-hmm. So Back to my question. Where do you get the compassion? Mm. Here's where you get the compassion from. You don't know their the other person, that person you're in a relationship, you don't know their situation. Sure. Even if you're a twin, you don't you weren't with them every second of every day your entire life and their entire life. Right. So you don't know. What could have happened in their life that made them act and do that thing that hate that you don't like? You don't know. right? And maybe it's something terrible. Maybe it's something horrible. Maybe it's something that you would feel so bad for them. So that's where you get the compassion from. Go there. Have that thought in your head. I don't know their entire life. So I'm just going to assume that there was something horrible that made them do that thing that I don't like. And from that place, speak your truth.
1: Hmm. All right, we're gonna pause for just a moment here and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
0: Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever. And it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code Lucy at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products.
1: Welcome back to the Synergy Connection show where I have as my guest Paul Levin and we're talking about what creates the perfect relationship and we kind of um, were discussing right before the break compassion and how somebody if they are compassionate if they have that thread of compassion running through them that they can learn to listen to the other person compassionately because we don't always know where that person is coming from.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so we're talking about speaking your truth, and we've covered the next segment, which is with compassion. Mm -hmm. However, there's still going to be that percentage of cases where the other person's going to say, no, (laughs) I'm not going... Or they don't say anything, and they just don't... They do, Mm no, right? Right. So what do you do now? So first of all... Come to that place with no expectation. Why? The reason you want to come to this conversation of speaking your truth with compassion, Mm -hmm. with no expectation, Mm -hmm. is because, we'll start with the because, Mm -hmm. all emotional pain in life, and remember my title, Emotional Breakthrough Mentor, right? right? All emotional pain in life comes from unfulfilled expectations. And the way you perceive them. And the, yeah, right. So if you can have no expectation, yes, there's what you want. I understand that. That's separate from the expectation of another person, right? If you can come to the relationship with no expectation, and they should say no. So what? So what? <laughs> You're not hurt. It's not like a dagger in your, in your heart. Right. Right? Right. Now you have a decision to make. Stay or go. Exactly. What should I do? What am I going to do, given that they've said no? Mm
1: -hmm. And it's not even Paul sometimes that somebody is actually saying the word no. It's more that they don't even know how to get to where you'd like to go. They don't have. If they're
2: open, that's a whole other discussion. Now Mm -hmm. you become a teacher because now Mm -hmm. you can teach them to do exactly what you want. If they're open, Mm. right? That's a different story. I'm talking about resistance. Where they just out and out. Do you not want to go there? Suppose you live with somebody who smokes and cigarette smoking is absolutely killing you. Mm, literally. Literally, <laughs> right? right? I mean, it's like you just can't handle it. You can't be around it. And you ask them over and over and over again to not smoke in the house. And they, every time you come home, they're smoking
1: in the house. And they just won't stop, right? You have to make a decision. Now. Right. And that would be a fairly easy decision to make. <laughs> I think, for most people. If Everyone, it's their if health. If you've been married
2: for 25 years and mm-hmm. you've got
1: family and kids, and
2: right? Now it becomes a whole lot more difficult decision to make. But you mm-hmm. still have a decision to make. You do. You do. Right? And it's not just stay or go. Mm-hmm. It's just, what will, what can I do? Now mm-hmm. we get into a whole other dis- conversation about how to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's an infinite set of solutions to every problem. Mm-hmm. Right? We could get you a tent, but you would, you know, I, I'm just making stuff yeah, up right, uh, right, right now. But we could come up with a solution that you could still stay and not be affected by the cigarette smoke. Right. Right.
1: I think I'd put him with the tent. <laughs>
2: Whatever. Right. Put him in the doghouse outside with <laughs> right. the cigarettes. Right. The, right. You know,
1: honey, you can go ahead and smoke, <laughs> but it'll be out here. <laughs> I know.
2: But like, take take a a case, and it's really kind of cool that that this topic came up today mm-hmm. because it was just this past week that my son has had conversations with me about my daughter Uh, that relationship between my son and my daughter has been strained for decades for decades and he took my course and so he's um, of a place of wanting to change that she has not taken my course so she's not quite in the same place He really wanted a good relationship. Basically what he wanted in talking to me is he wanted her behavior to him to stop. Mm. Right? And I said, so speak your truth with compassion, with no expectation to him. And he went and did. You know, he came up, he, he basically thought of how he was going to approach it, he wrote it out on paper so that he wouldn't be just winging it, right, and get emotional. He'd have the paper to anchor him, right? And he arranged a conversation. That conversation resulted in, A, a wonderful, you know, happy relationship at the end of the conversation. The problem, the the immediate problem that he was upset about was gone, right? And he was was now happy to go to the thing that she was inviting him to, which is coming up. It also resulted in another problem. And that's okay, right? Because once we get the process down, we can just repeat it over and over again, right? She came back and said, I want to help you get a job. Now, he's more of an entrepreneurial spirit, and he's making money. He's actually banking money. He's saving money right now, saving up for another vacation trip, okay? But she wants to help him, because in her mind, that's what's needed. A job is security. Right. A job is security. So he calls me again and he goes, I got another problem. She wants to get me a job, and I don't want a job. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? I said, well, you're under no obligation to take her help, right. but again, speak your truth with compassion, with no expectation, mm-hmm. and really emphasize the compassion part, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, be really thankful, be really appreciative, be really happy about it, and it's just not going to fit you right now. Right, right. And I don't know the results of that conversation yet.
1: Right. All right? But by using that process, every relationship can be made perfect for you. Right. As long as the other person is either willing to listen. um, So let's take that case. Okay. But that would be without expectation. If they don't even want to listen to you, then that's okay.
2: That's okay. So now you end the relationship. Mm. And there have been friendships I have ended over things that are not acceptable to me. Mm -hmm. One guy was... Would call me up out of the blue to belittle and berate me. Wow, that's how he got his benefit.
1: You were a punching bag. I was a
2: punching bag for him. That was his. That's what he needed. Yeah. However, and that worked for me at mm. one point back in my life.
1: Mm.
2: At this, at that point where I got into the point where I was going to end this relationship, it no longer worked, worked for it. me. Right. Right. So I ended it.
1: You know, I'm also thinking of uh, situations where. And I know you've heard this as well, you know, where one of the partners is maybe in a work environment where it's highly, highly stressful, but they don't have the ability to say what they need or they feel that they don't have that ability to say what they need. Um, and so they keep tolerating the abuse. All right. So now they come home and, and this is where they take it out on the family or the dog or the cat right. or something. And, and so then those relationships end up suffering yes. because of what's going on at work. Right. So there, I guess to have the ideal relationship, the people that are suffering from it at home may need to address it with the individual who is bringing it home, and then hopefully in turn that individual can address it at work.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I would love to, to help a family like that. Mm-hmm understand that in every, in each of their situations, setting all fear aside, because we can eliminate fear, Mm -hmm. right? Speak your truth with compassion. Because if you fast forward that scenario of yours, right? The family hates dad now. I'm assuming it was dad who was at work, okay? So, So the kids hate dad. Mom begins to hate dad. Eventually the kids leave home Now we have just the the mom and dad. She asks for a divorce because she's been hating him for the last 20 years because he's been bringing all his work home, problems home, right? So now he's alone, all right? And he's he's, he's also decaying inside because of all the anger he's holding from work. So his health is decaying, and he's alone. And so soon now he's sick, out of work, no family, and his life is miserable, and he's a grumpy old man, and that is totally violating the prime directive of my happiness exactly Exactly.
1: (laughs) and i how many percentage wise i mean if you just looked at the united states alone not even the world i'm thinking that probably between 30 and 40 percent of the population is experiencing something like that because they are maybe unhappy with their jobs or they're unhappy with people at work that they have to um, encounter on a daily basis while they're working And they don't know what to do with their stress. And so they don't realize that it's in violation of their own happiness and joy. They just can't figure out how to make it better. And so then they just, you know, they take it home with them. They're driving, if they're in Pinellas County, they're driving in an hour and a half worth of bumper to bumper traffic. That increases their annoyance. They get home, and like I said, you know, everybody it all else falls suffers. apart. It all, it all falls decays apart. Yeah. downward. It, and it impacts their health tremendously.
2: Oh, God, yes. Um, which is why, and you mentioned stress, mm-hmm. uh, which and stress is the reason that I have two programs that deal with stress and happiness, because they are connected.
1: Mm -hmm. Stress
2: is directly related to your happiness or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have Be More Happy, and I have I Just Want You to Be Happy. Mm -hmm. And both of them get into, at varying degrees, how to eliminate stress from your life. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And I think everybody would raise their hand to say, I need to eliminate stress.
2: Yes, we do. We totally do. and And actually, even those people who say, "Oh no, no, I don't have any stress in my life, yes, you do, and you need to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. okay? Um, and that reminds me of a line from a speech that I'm about to be giving um, on on for people who are local and uh, hear this in a timely fashion, on april twenty third and this year is twenty twenty two right now, Mm -hmm. I will be speaking at the uh, uh, Hypnosis Education Association Spring Conference in Oldsmar, Florida, and I'll be speaking about reality and manifestation, Mm -hmm. and a line out of that speech is this, that the first step, and in that speech I talk about having a perfect life,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: so one of the steps, one of the first steps towards having a perfect life is to be more happy. Mm -hmm. because when you are more and and I talk about the course the video that eliminates stress Mm -hmm. and then I say when you have less stress you can be more happy and when you are more happy now you are closer to being the manifester of of the life that you call perfect
1: right because their thoughts are going to change and we know that our thoughts create our reality so if our thoughts are just constantly under stress We can't get there. We can't get there. Mm -mm. That's
2: right. When we eliminate that stress, our thoughts change, our beliefs change, Mm -hmm. our life changes, Mm -hmm. and our reality changes. Right,
1: right. I used to use an example um, because I I played a lot of golf, competitive golf, when I was younger. And I always knew I'd won the tournament within the first couple of holes because um, the person I would be playing against would start making comments like, Oh, it's gonna be one of those days. Or and and I knew if they thought it was gonna be one of those days, it would be You were gonna take advantage and of I it. I was gonna take advantage <laughs> of it. And so I was just, you know, bopping along down the fairway going, The you know, this I've won it already. I, I could be on hole three or hole ten. But, you know, I knew that I had already won it because of the mindset of the individual that I was playing against. And so it's it's really quite incredible how we determine where we're going with our life you know by those kind of thoughts and and the person who doesn't see that there is any possibility of change will stay much like the dog i think you and i've talked about this about the man that's walking down the street and he sees an older man with his dog on the front porch and the dog is moaning i don't know this story oh you don't know this okay so Tell me the story. um so the dog is is moaning and so he walks closer and he you know says hi to the individual that's on the porch and he says I notice your dog is moaning what's going on and he you know the guy says oh he likes to lay in that spot and there's a nail and so the nail is poking him and so then uh the guy says well why doesn't he move and the guy kind of you know shrugs and he says well I guess it doesn't hurt enough yet
2: (laughs) I tell the same story with a gorilla
1: okay (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) that's why I didn't know the dog said yeah
1: So I think that that is like life, is that we have a tendency until it hurts so bad that we know we have to make a change. And for many people, it is their health. You know, they get diagnosed with cancer. They, you know, have a serious accident and their life changes. I just saw a shark tank, um, I think maybe like a week ago. And this gal was pursuing an amazing career. And she was in an automobile accident and lost her leg and was not able to continue down that line. Right. And so uh, now she's at Shark Tank and is probably going to make more money than she could have ever made because she needed to come up with a line of clothing that allowed a prosthetic to work. Nice. And so she found nice. a special way to design jeans and pants that hid the prosthetic but allowed her to dress easily. Yeah. And so, you know, we have these moments in life that totally change our trajectory
2: let me let me come back Uh, yes totally uh let me come back to a point you made that some people don't realize that they have to change or that that, that they could change and then also that some that, that a lot of people have to get to that that bottom point That bottom of the, you know, the well point Mm -hmm. where they finally make a decision to change. Mm -hmm. I talk about, on on the back cover of my book, I talk about the fact that the instructions for getting out of your grief, for getting out of your emotional pain, are clearly written on the walls of the box that you're in. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Unfortunately, it's on the outside of the box.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And we're on the inside. And we're on the inside. (laughs) Right. So if you want to know those instructions, you need help. Mm -hmm. It cannot be done alone. I don't believe it could be done alone. Mm -hmm. You have to have someone... uh, Albert Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it. Right. So you need someone to tell you a different idea, a different perspective, a different way.
1: Right.
2: And when you adopt that and accept that, all of a sudden you find you're on the outside of the box.
1: Right, right. I mean, do you remember the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Yes. yes. And and that was kind of that. They kept running down. If you had the same idea over and over again, and your business died, or your relationship died, you know, then... It was, or your health died. Yeah, or your health died. Or, or, or your happiness those. died. Exactly. But um, they found that if they were looking at the wall, if they were looking at, you know, the idea, then they could move on. And so that's really... And I think that's what... My style of therapy does, because I look at belief systems, I think that's your style of not therapy, but of your mentoring that you do. Yes. And, you know, it's very similar, very, very similar to give somebody the tools. If you don't even have the tools, how do you get there?
2: Exactly. And um, what's nice is, is the way I do it is I combine t- the, the actual teaching of the tools with hands-on exercises. Mm-hmm. So by by having an experience through the exercise, that's what changes our life.
1: All right, because they're <clears> actually doing it.
2: They're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and once they've done it once or two or three times, mm-hmm. now they can do it for the rest of their life.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's like with babies, you know, you see where they throw them into the pool when they're babies because they don't have a fear of water at that point. Mm -hmm. And so now the parent is in the pool catching them and showing them how much fun it is, and they automatically hold their breath. But if you wait until they're six or seven to teach them swimming, Mm -hmm. if they haven't already experienced a drowning kind of event... Uh, that put more fear in there. Yes. Then you know they already have these ideas about water being you know like scary or dangerous, right. and that's like life. Well, life is full of dangers, but if you know what to look for.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So let's come back. Then let's circle back to relationships.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, when you're living your life, and, and I, I'm going to come back to the point that it's not so easy to live by that sentence when you're living your life by this sentence speak your truth with compassion with no expectation the difficulty lies in the fears mm-hmm. the difficulty lies in, but what if they leave me mm-hmm. what if they 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 go what if what, what if they stop supporting me what if what if i never see my mother-in-law again what if everybody hates me mm-hmm. what if i get no business anymore
1: what if i lose my job what <laughs> if i lose my job all those what ifs mm-hmm
2: aren't yet Mm
1: -hmm. do you realize how powerful that word if is
2: well i love how marshall silver does it he hates the word if Mm -hmm. he's like if if." it's like it's like you're some kind of little mouse or something stops using the word if that's marshall silver the way he (laughs) treats it he's a hypnotist he's an amazing hypnotist
1: yeah but i I think so many (laughs) of us do use you know it's like when something is going to happen if this happens And we live our lives based upon that.
2: Right. Uh, You could look and say, you know, this could happen. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I could turn around and say, no, but the opposite could happen. But the opposite could also. So the real question I have to you is, what do you want? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want that, that negative thing that you don't like? Mm -hmm. Or do you want this other thing that I'm suggesting you do like?
1: Right. And identifying. What is it that you really want? Because we can identify easily what we don't want.
2: Oh, because we've been taught to do that.
1: Yes. But we can't always identify what we do. We can be taught to do that. I know. But I'm just saying, (laughs) most people don't know how to do that. They only know how to identify, I don't want these things.
2: Right. So start going the other way. Start mm-hmm. teaching yourself to identify what you do want.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because when you do that, you can pursue it
1: and get it. Right, right. Change Change your belief. Change your belief. Right. So happiness and joy are what allow you to give happiness and joy to others. Absolutely. Which then helps to create the perfect relationship.
2: When we are... Uh, tell me about when we are close, okay?
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. uh, I have a giveaway I want to mention. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> when we are. Now, let me go here. <sighs> everything in the universe is vibrational.
1: Mm-hmm. We live in an
2: energy universe. Right. And everything has a frequency, including emotions. Mm-hmm. So happiness has a frequency,
1: a much higher one than anger.
2: Oh, God, yes. In fact, there and you can Google this. Mm-hmm. Simply go onto Google and say, Google for frequencies of emotions mm-hmm. and look at images. Mm-hmm. And you'll see all these lovely, colorful charts and things, the graphs and whatnot, that show a spectrum of emotions.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The ones that get us upset, the ones that hurt, they come first in the spectrum. They're all the very low frequencies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, usually up to about 200, from... from 30 Hertz, which is despair, Uh all the way up to uh, neutrality, excuse me, a little bit of horse there, all the way up to neutrality, which is roughly 250 Hertz. Uh From there, you go into the things that feel good. Uh The very first one is happiness, right? From there, we go into joy, love, gratitude. Uh, I missed uh, calm in there, because calm is, is a significant one as well. But those frequencies go higher in numbers, and mm-hmm. those are the frequencies that feel good. When we experience a higher frequency emotion, we are literally, the cells of our body, the atoms in our body, are literally vibrating at that higher frequency. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, if you know anything about electronics, I used to be an electrical and computer engineer at one point in my life, we become an antenna. We are now radiating and broadcasting that frequency. Mm -hmm. The law of attraction in the universe dictates that we will attract like frequencies. Right. Right. So by vibrating a higher frequency, we attract into our lives like frequencies. Other events, other people, other experiences of similar frequency. When that happens, we have a good time. And life gets better. Mm -hmm. So as Abraham Hicks says, it takes better to get better to get better to get better to get better. And that one, we talked a moment ago about spiraling down, that one spirals up. Right, right. Okay?
1: (laughs) Well, one of the other things that I think fits here is um abraham hicks also talks about going with the flow absolutely and so you know if you're feeling like everything you're doing is is you're fighting the upstream then turn around you know <laughs> go, go go with the flow and find your happiness and joy you know in that direction as opposed to you know continuing to fight the upstream
2: we did a show on going with the flow, we mm-hmm, did.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I want the
2: first time I think I heard a, a saying about that mm-hmm. was the following way and I think I like this one better. If life looks like a horse's ass to you, you're facing the wrong direction. The wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, right. And you know, again, how many I mean young people even that are looking at life right now because of the pandemic and because of, uh, you know, inflation and everything else. And they are viewing it in such a heavy, negative way. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, you know, you're know, you only going to get more and more of that. Stop it. You yes. know, stop oh, looking that, that way and find the avenues of joy because they're out there.
2: Absolutely. And some and, of them are free. And if you're in, stuck in a box... Give me a call, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll read you the instructions on the outside of the box.
1: Yeah, we'll help you find your way out. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: really once you're out, life becomes awesome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know because it's... then you're creating, right? And you know, recipes don't have to be um, a hamburger and fries. You know, they can be a beef Wellington, or they can be you know some sort of exotic Thai dish. I mean, we can put so many other ingredients into it, even.
2: Even if you find yourself in a
1: situation
2: that appears difficult, mm-hmm. so I, I've had some health issues. I had COVID about six months ago, it left me with some symptoms. I've had some health issues over the last few months. And through the advice of one practitioner, I, I go to holistic health care practitioners. Mm-hmm. And and one practitioner advised me to stop eating sugar
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so no sugar and no grains. Mm. Now, just take a moment and think about that, okay? That's
1: eliminating a lot of things in your diet. (laughs) Quite
2: a lot of things, Mm -hmm. all right? Also, no milk, Mm. right? So, when you go home with that instruction, and you look in the refrigerator, and you look in the freezer, and the cabinets, and you ask yourself, what's for dinner? (laughs) You have to start becoming creative, Mm -hmm. or you can be very upset. Right, right. Right? I chose to be creative rather than
1: upset. So what's the most creative dish you've made for yourself since then? Oh,
2: I've made some good things, I'll tell you. I have made some awesome things. First of all, the only bread i can have right now is called Ezekiel bread. Yeah. All right? Have you ever had like a poached egg in, in a piece of white bread? Right? Like cut out the middle of the bread, okay. right? Yeah, but I can't have white bread. So I had a poached egg on Ezekiel bread uh-huh. with bacon bits on top and cheese over the top of that and then uh, topped with avocado.
1: That sounds delicious. It was freaking delicious. Yeah. I it was so. awesome. Yeah, I would think so.
2: I love cheese, so I put cheese on everything. So, um, one of the dishes that I learned years ago that was not a staple of mine up until this incident, all right, it is a staple now, is to slice a, t- a potato. Slice a potato, cut up every vegetable you have in the refrigerator. So, green pepper, jalapeno pepper, scallions. Um, um, I don't know what else I've got in the garlic for sure right and you sprinkle that over these slices of potato and then bacon bits cheese and toss it in the oven for 25 minutes at 350 degrees they come out soft you want to check them with a fork make sure the potato is soft eat them with sour cream delicious
1: Hmm.
2: right you've got all your vegetables on the potato
1: a potato nacho
2: a potato nacho okay yeah Um, okay, coffee. I love coffee. Now, my favorite was iced coffee, and I would put at least one package of sugar and two creamers. Mm -hmm. Right? Unless I had access to those flavored creamers, in which case I didn't measure it, I just poured it in. Okay? All of that is out. Right. So I still love coffee, and I poured myself a cup of coffee and I drank it cold, and it was, I couldn't drink it, it was way too strong without the sugar and the creamers and the flavors. So what am I going to do? I pour myself three-quarters of a cup of water and fill the rest of the cup with coffee.
1: Hmm.
2: Now it's not that strong, I don't need the sugar, I don't need the creamer, and I still get the flavor of coffee. Sure.
1: And there's a lot of different varieties. I mean, if you like hazelnut or vanilla. Vanilla, hazelnut, right in this cup, right now. Well, all right, you wanted to make a special offer, yes. so I want you to, again, tell them about the Oldsmar event and then your special offer.
2: Okay, sure. So the Oldsmar event is the Hypnosis Education Association Conference, Spring Conference, so Google that name and find their conference register for the event if you've never been to one of their conferences they're offering an amazingly low ticket price I cannot say what it is on the air it is so low Um, I'll be speaking about reality and manifestation Mm -hmm. it is again Saturday um, April 23rd from 9 to 5 is the conference okay in addition I'm gonna give you a website in a second I'm offering to anybody who would like a complimentary copy of my ebook. All the things we've talked about today, plus a whole lot more, are in the ebook. Okay. Simply go to the website and, and write, and I want you to say these words. In fact, if you wouldn't mind saying them with me, because mm-hmm. they're full words. Mm-hmm. It's I, I deserve, deserve a, a perfect, perfect life. life. You can stop right there, stop repeating. So, IDeserveAPerfectLife.com, and now we're going to do forward slash podcast, because this is a podcast. So, go to that website, IDeserveAPerfectLife.com, forward slash podcast, fill out the little form, download the ebook, join the I Deserve a Perfect
1: Life family, and learn how to have a perfect. Thank you again for being my guest on the Synergy Connection Show. We're going to see you back here in September.
0: Yes.
1: And uh, in the meantime, I hope you have a beautiful remainder of the spring. Thank you. And a great summer. And hopefully we won't have, uh, you know, very stormy weather this summer. Um, but we'll wait and see. I don't think they've made a prediction yet, at least not one that I've heard of how many hurricanes, you know, we're looking at for 2022. And everybody, please go out there and make this your best life, your perfect life. And uh, join um, with everyone else listening to the Synergy Connection show.